everyone, good afternoon. It's your midweek gang who's always ready to hand coming at you live to Radio Katipunan 87.9 FM via Zoom. I'm Max. And my name is Lester. I'm filling in for Austin this afternoon. And this is New Wave. So, Sir Lester, thank you for joining me today. We're agreeing to co-host. How are you? How have, How's your side of midterms week going? Max, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, I, I think it's my first time yeah, joining yeah. New Wave, right? Um, yes, okay. Midterms. Um, I I'm not a student, so I don't know. <laughs> From your side, how is it like in Ateneo at this time of the year? Well, it's it's busy, pretty busy because uh, we are producing a lot of events, a lot of shows and content. Um, and as you know, it's we're still in a state of pandemic, so it's kind of hard to um, produce content during this time. But we are still. Um, in the process of uh, creating new content for for uh, for our followers. Yes, that's right. Now, one of those things we're preparing for right now is the show on Saturday. So, I'll ask you more about it in a bit. But for our audience, this Saturday, Radio Katipunan will be streaming a very special show to celebrate the month of the Holy Rosary. So the Jesuit Music Ministry, or JMM, is honoring Mother Mary through music in Ave Maria, a choral festival for Our Lady. And to talk about it with us today are Sir Lester and one of the hosts for the event and TikTok sensation, our bestie, Mr. Romar Chuka. Hi, Romar. Hi, Romar. Hello. Wow. I wait lang, may shadow. So yeah, hello. Hello, everyone. No. Nice lighting and thank oh, you for joining us today. The sunset, so, no? Yeah, golden hour. Yeah, I like yes, that. Yes. Okay, so I'm going to ask both of you about the show first. So, I think this is more directed towards Sir Lester, but tell us about Ave Maria and how it's going to be different from the usual JMM show. Let's well, go. this is uh, this is the second time that we're producing a Marian concert um, to uh, cap the month of October as the month of the Holy Rosary. Um, we've been doing it virtually. Um, because of the pandemic, but um, I, I think how it's going to be different from the usual JMM concert is it's not going to be uh, much of a prayer concert. Well, the songs are going to be prayers, um, but then, but um, we will have a different take on it, and uh, I, I guess. Um, it's for them to find out on Saturday how it's gonna be different. But um, just a clue, Max here and yes. uh, Romar will be part of the show. Yes. So on yes. that note, Romar, what was it like working on Ave Maria? Since we know you put in a lot of time and effort into this. So how was it like? Maybe the question, Max, is how was it like working with you? Wow. Okay. Then uh, tell me. I know. Like, uh, <laughs> it was great, no? Because I was able to uh, to to bully you around. Just kidding. Um, yeah, I think. Was it a joke? Was it a joke? Um, maybe I know. I I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed during the production time because, for example, for me, no, I had to go to late for for some family thing, and then 
I had to, you know, look for the proper internet connection to, you know, to to be able to film mm-hmm. at the right time and at the right moment. And it was exciting. Um, so especially for the uh, uh, for the viewers, there's so much in store, no? Uh, yes. There's so much in store um, in terms of the different choirs and the different talents, no? And the interviews. Uh, it's it's really different. Um, I must say from the usual repertoire of um, what do you call this of Jesuit music ministry. Yeah, it is. It's going to be it's going to be fun. Like it was a treat for us to make, and I hope it's also going to be a treat for the audience. Because as you've been saying, it's very different. But okay, so we can't give spoilers as indicated by <laughs> Sir Lester. But Romar just mentioned that we are going to have like a lot of special appearances. So. Sir Lester, with what you can share with us, who can we expect to see? Um, we have a couple of guests. Um, of course, we can name them. Naman. Um, we'll have Riggs Seminarian, um, Vanya Castor, and um, our gold medalist, Miss Heidi Lynn Diaz. Your bestie! Yeah, that's <laughs> our bestie, no? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, I And was- then... And then there will be a lot of choirs um, presenting, um, performing, um, iba-ibang klase ng um, take. Um, some of them will be singing uh, na mas pop, yung um, attack on the song, and then some will be classical choral. So they have to find out more on Saturday. All right. So, can the two of you please invite our audience to join us on Saturday in the most creative way you can, especially you, Romar? Don't have any creative juices right now because I just came from work, Max. Okay, wow. but okay. Um, <laughs> I, I guess, ano? I guess, uh, inaanyayahan ko ang lahat ng mga nanonood sa New Wave, no? Uh, na, na manood ng um, Ave Maria ngayong Sabado. Uh, ikawalo ng gabi sa Radio Katipunan at sa ano pa ba ano yan Jeshit Music Ministry at saka Jeshit Communication Facebook page na i-cross post din sa iba't ibang mga ano uh, mga pages na partners pa, um, na mga partners natin sorry Max I'm not very creative right now I use all my creative juices <laughs> <It's> okay <laughs> and just to add um, to that um, this concert is going to be a fundraiser for Just oh, okay and Radyo Katipunan's Pamaskong Handog Outreach Program. So we wish to feed a uh, thousand families during wow. this Christmas. Um, you can uh, make your donations sa ating website. That's justcom.ph. And then during the concert, we'll be flashing um, information as to how they can make uh, donations. Nice. So it's going to be a night of enjoyment from the show and also a night of giving back. So that's going to be something to yes. look forward to. So please, Sir Justin, I know you are here. Please leave the links for all of this in the comment section so that the audience will be able to find it this afternoon. So thank you, both of you, for sharing what you could about the show on Saturday. And I look forward to seeing it. We already kind of saw it, but I look forward to seeing yeah. it again on Saturday. So thank yeah. you, Romar. Sorry to Thanks, pull you Ma. out of work. <laughs> no worries, no worries. Thank uh, you. I arrived, it, I arrived just in time. Thanks. Thanks, Max. Thanks, Romar. Thanks, Les. Bye-bye. So, Sir Lester, a while ago, we were talking about being very stressed out this week. What are some of the things that you do to help you with that? Hmm. 
Well, aside from um, watching series on Netflix, um, <laughs> same. Max, I haven't done the crochet thingy like Not what yet. you were <laughs> suggesting. <laughs> I haven't. Um, well, anba. Um, I read. I read. I listen to a lot of music, um, different kinds of genre. Um, sometimes when I'm really stressed, it's uh, depending on my mood. But I, I I listen to more instrumental music that keeps me um, relaxed and at ease. Ikaw. You know, I'm with you on the Netflix watching, binging actually and like watching <laughs> YouTube videos in general and you know that and of course you already dropped crocheting, you already dropped crocheting for me so there's all that but of course midterms week like there's not enough time to be able to do all of that and sometimes I just want to take a minute to pause and to breathe because sometimes a minute is all we have and here to talk about something that could help calm us down like meditation is from all the way in Chicago, Dr. Raul Enad. So joining us today is Dr. Raul Enad, who is a board-certified doctor in internal medicine with over 30 years of clinical experience both in outpatient and inpatient hospital medicine. He is board-certified by the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine in the Clinical Science of Anti-Aging and Regenerative Medicine, as well as an expert in the use of ethical stem cell and PRP, known as platelet-rich plasma, and also board-certified in clinical lipidology from the American Board of Clinical Lipidology focused in cardiovascular prevention and treatment of complex lipid disorders. So without further ado, please welcome Dr. Raul Enad. Well, thank you, Maxine. Thank you, Please turn on thank your you. camera and good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So how are you and what have you been up to these past few weeks? Well, you know, I'm also doing work in the hospital, also attending to my Cadenza Medical Wellness Office. And on top of that, with the classes at Berkeley for film scoring. So that really occupies time. So <laughs> chatting with Gino. From time to time. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's nice to finally meet you because sometimes like I see him like you're calling and then sometimes I'm in the room when you do call and then like now I'm the one talking to you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I apologize for those so we are <laughs> no I need have to, to ask apologize. <laughs> so before we get into music, actually, I wanted to ask you some stuff about that. Let's talk a little about how you started becoming a doctor. So what made you want to become a doctor? And what practice were you drawn to originally? Wow. So, uh, you know, the means was not really that uh, great when I was growing up. I, uh, I, I come from a very humble family. I'm the youngest of seven. And my parents actually discouraged me from be becoming a doctor because they said, we, we don't have funds to, to, uh, to send you to medical school. But for some reason, there's always, I was always drawn to go become a priest or a, a, a physician. And I said, I will never become a, a lawyer my father was a lawyer, and I said, I will never become a, 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 a military person. So then I become a priest or a, uh, or, uh, or, or a physician. Mm -hmm. uh, make long story short, the means came in. Uh, there was a scholarship through my father. And so there was really no uh, objective. I think uh, there's this joke, you know, there's a, uh, that's just, uh, it's the only uh, career that I can think of. And I guess that's destiny. 
Oh, from from, okay. from being a uh, uh, priest to a doctor, no? um, uh, doc. Um, can you tell us? Um, it was mentioned earlier that um, you're into film scoring, so you're also <laughs> talented when it comes to music, and have even completed a Berkeley College of Music certificate course. Um, How did you get started on that, doctor? Well, you know, my music connection came way back when I was uh, in my teen. I wrote some songs which which was accepted by the Cebuanos. It won the Cebu Popular Music Festival about four times. And there's a song that uh, they, they like, Santo Nino Magharica, which they they sing at the uh, Basilica, what do you call this? The uh, uh, Feast of Santo Nino. They usually sing that during Ooh. communion. So... They, they know it through there, but then I stopped because I went to medical school, I went to the States, I went to a career, and then suddenly during the pandemic, I got reconnected. I was invited to join the Fox, uh, the, the classes of Mr. Ryan Kayabiab, which I o- always wanted to, to connect with. And that's how I, I got to know uh, Maxine's dad, uh, my good friend Gino. So mm-hmm. because of that, I said, I think I really would like to reconnect. My instrument is piano and voice. But my, mm-hmm. my orientation always classical. But uh, then from one class, I said, uh, let me check out Berkeley uh, School of Music because, uh, and it's all online, so this is great. So I have access to all these talents, international talents. So I'm heading towards uh, completing it in spring. Uh, oh. I am also uh, getting classes from Nonung Buen Camino, which I connected to Facebook. So uh, everything's all uh, virtual. Mm-hmm. So that's... Uh, really adding my opportunity to expand. I saw Sir Lester's face light up like seven different times when you were when you were talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I heard uh, very familiar names like Sir Nonong Buen Camino. Um, I I believe he used to be a Bukas Palad member. Um, oh. And yeah, Mr. C. And um, uh, it's it's interesting, um, Doctor, that you mentioned that you composed a song for. The Santo Nino. Um, I'm pretty sure that they're still singing that um, song up to now, um, especially that they're celebrating uh, more than 400 years of, of finding the um, image of Santo Nino. If I'm not mistaken, I think it's uh, Centennial, no? Or what Centennial? Oh. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, New, both music and medicine are things that need discipline, creativity, and a lot of and studying in a sense. So, what relationship can you find between music making and medicine, since those are the two things that you love very much? You know, both are healing. Um, both are, are uh, they, 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 they're both uh, means of healing. And uh, there's such thing as music therapy, which I'm, um, I'm not an expert in, but. I use music, people use, use music for meditation and meditation, that, that's why I, I'm really interested in talking about meditation because meditation becomes an, an objective type of kind of uh, healing uh, because it, uh, in a few, we will be talking about the effects of meditation on that. And uh, when I'm, with my 30 years more of uh, experience in, uh, in office, especially in hospital medicine, I see that... Um, people really don't know how to breathe and don't know how to relax. And I'm talking about the real relaxation of keeping down objectively the sympathetic nervous system 
we heard about the autonomic nervous system, which is divided into sympathetic and the parasympathetic. Very easy to, to remember. Sympathetic is all rush, all inflammation. Parasympathetic is all, all relaxation. Your system is, is down, and that's how you, you eat, and then you, you, uh, you relax and digest, and you rest when you're in parasympathetic mood. In sympathetic, everything's up. Inflammation, the cortisol level, so there are two things that you, you think about when, you, when you're stressed, especially. And in medicine, we deal with stress, preparation for medical school, uh, facing patients. You hear the, the stressful uh, stories of these patients and how do you, how do you lay it out. Uh, music really heals, especially classical music. And um, the, it, it's, it's, it's a harmonious those two are very harmonious. That's a very nice take. Music and medicine as tools for healing. So since you already brought up meditation, let's go straight into it. Can you briefly explain what meditation is and what happens to both our minds and bodies when we do meditate? Yeah. So a lot of people are so intimidated about doing meditation because what happens is the uh, what what the the uh, the majority know is that meditation is the Eastern type of meditation, like yoga and Reiki and all those stuff. Those are the Eastern type of meditation. But as a Christian, as a Catholic, we are rich actually in in our 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 uh, means of doing meditation. So it went way back. Even Jesus meditated after a very stressful moment. There's so many things, uh, many moments in the Bible that would say after a very stressful day, imagine he was doing something good for the people. He would retreat because people would start stoning at him and then he would go to the mountain and meditate and pray. So stress is always with us, regardless of what you do. Um, even musicians are stressed with deadlines and that. But there's a moment that you have to, um, you have to uh, pause and, and really breathe deeply and effectively and functionally. Stress can be, uh, can be objectified as uh, the hormone cortisol. We talk about cortisol, the effect of cortisol. You see that in the hospital. The uh, glucose goes up. The, uh, the inflammatory markers goes up, especially when treating COVID. It's a very stressful moment. Uh, the, those uh, uh, CRP or uh, what do you call this? C-reactive protein goes up. Those are medical terms, but the, and you see the heart rate variability. I'm not talking about heart rate per minute or 60 beats per minute. I'm talking about HRV or heart rate variability. It's a, it's a new, in, uh, a new, uh, an indirect way of um, measuring uh, stress. So the higher the heart rate variability, you, you are more relaxed and the heart rate, if the heart rate variability is low, you're in the sympathetic side. And you can measure that in the uh, Aura Ring or like O-U-R-A or in the Fitbit. I think you have, you're familiar with that HRV. So when you do that, uh, you can see how your breathing affects HRV and also your heart rate. So uh, the meditation, in fact, can affect many different things in the, in the body. First, I can talk to you about, if you allow me to, um, the effect of uh, meditation in the brain circulation. And I would like to, to dive in right away to the, uh, the basal ganglia. It's called the hippocampus. It's very easy. Hippocampus or 
H, happy, and amygdala, which is below it. It's just like a pea-sized, uh, yeah. uh, what do you call this, uh, uh, part of the, of the, below the hippocampus, which is the center for anxiety, anger, and depression. Mm. When you meditate, and they have tested this with functional MRI, they injected a dye, and then they measured where the blood flow goes. After meditation, which is usually the study lasted for 12 minutes, and they both used the Eastern and Western meditation through the Benedictine monks and also the, the Buddhist monks. What they found out is that when you meditate, the blood preferentially goes to the hippocampus and preferentially and, and, and deprive the amygdala with the blood circulation. So what is the clinical implication of that? When you meditate, your hippocampus swells up and the function of hippocampus is memory and good mood. So your mood gets better, you're more relaxed, and your memory is actually improved. Now that we're here, I believe it's a great time to let our listeners in on a little secret. Are any of you out there interested in making podcasts of your own but can't seem to get the hang of recording, editing, and other technicalities? Well, there's no need to worry about that anymore. There's one application that podcasters or aspiring podcasters can use to make their dreams come true. Anchor! Simply download it for free on the Apple App Store, Google Play Store, or even from the website itself, www.anchor.fm. What are you waiting for? Time to avoid the complicated tools and publish your podcast on popular platforms today. In fact, in internal medicine, the, the screening for dementia or loss of memory is actually a thin slice of, the, uh, of MRI of the hippocampus. And they've studied that. Those meditators, actually, when they follow longitudinally, not only acutely they, or instantly, their hippocampus swells up, the, the volume of the hippocampus grows, and they're less prone to dementia. They're more happy. Uh, the anxiety, actually, they don't have a, uh, they, they, they're less to be anxious. And in fact, a, a very well-known uh, psychiatrist in Harvard, uh, Dr. Um, uh, Dr. Majors, what he does is for cognitive therapy, and he promotes this uh, meditation, is that he doesn't prescribe any medication or anxiolytics or those anti-stress medicines or relaxation medicine like uh, Valium or Xanax. What he promotes is meditation, guided breathing, because that is that promotes that, uh, the relaxation. Now, there are some neurotransmitters that are actually improved when you meditate. Serotonin, which is the uh, neurotransmitter for ha the happy mood, which is essentially uh, um, what you want to increase when you're taking Prozac or Lexapro. What it does, it, 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 it prevents the destruction of the serotonin as it passes through the synapse. So it increases level of serotonin. It's called the happy pill or the happy neurotransmitter. Serotonin goes up when you meditate. Uh, mm -hmm. GABA also increases. GABA is a very calming neurotransmitter. Uh, for example, the glutamine, which is, which is uh, 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 elevated in a, a cows or, or beef. For example, I'm not saying don't eat beef, but uh, <laughs> because I, somebody oh, no. will kill me. <laughs> so the, uh, the, the, the glutamine actually gets converted by vitamin B6 or pyridoxal. That's why a good sleep medication, uh, sleeping pill is actually vitamin B6. 
and it converts oh. it to GABA. But GABA also in, is increased when you meditate. There's another, medi- uh, there's another neurotransmitter, or not really a neurotransmitter, it's melatonin. Melatonin is uh, used usually for sleeping pill, mm-hmm. as a sleeping aid. And uh, melatonin is also increased when you meditate. Melatonin is a very super, super antioxidant. You talk about stress. Stress actually causes a lot of oxidation process. Imagine yourself that your brain is rusted or your heart rate or your blood vessels is, becomes rusted, and that's because of stress. So there's a, for example, there's an experiment in Mich- University, um, somewhere in, in the university, I think it's Michigan, where the cholesterol actually uh, becomes a very good flow. It, it doesn't really, it doesn't really uh, affect you anything uh, unless it becomes oxidized through stress, meaning you are stressed at two o'clock in the morning, your, your cortisol level goes up when you are uh, at two o'clock in the morning, that's a peak. That's why a lot of heart attack and stroke happens early morning because the cortisol level goes up. So it crystallizes this cholesterol and it pierces the plaque of the cholesterol plaque, wherein these plaque becomes emboli and then causes formation of uh, plaques of uh, embolic plaques or uh, what do you call this, uh, that when if it, it goes to the narrow portion of the blood vessel, it gets obstruct, it obstructs those parts and becomes a stroke or heart attack, depending on the on where the organ is. Okay. So the uh, the oxidation process is actually related to stress, and if you measure that with HRV or the uh, heart rate variability, you can notice that I am I have experienced that moment because in my in my job between 2012 to 2016. I would be sleep deprived seven nights a week. I didn't know that the effect of stress was such. I feel okay. palpitations. My heart rate went up to 220 per minute. <laughs> and then my cholesterol will never go down. My blood sugar was in the border. So because that's the effect of the cholesterol, I mean, the, uh, the, uh, the cortisol, it's called a stress hormone. So mm-hmm. meditation helps those things. Um, the... When, you, when you're stressed, your endorphin goes up, your blood pressure goes up, your uh, norepinephrine goes up. So you, you, your heart rate becomes so irregular. That's why we call arrhythmia. So when you meditate, it decreases the heart rate and also the heart rate variability. So those are just two potential effect, uh, good effects of meditation. So basically, now, we, Doc, uh, yeah. meditation affects our mood and it also helps um, with uh, um, us being stressed. It, it puts us in a, in a state wherein we're able to relax. And uh, um, you've, I think you've also mentioned about um, dementia earlier. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, dementia it, it, memory it does loss. also promote memory. Um, meditation does that. Um, can Can you tell us if meditation um, also helps people with anxiety and depression? Oh yes. So let's go back to the functional anatomy of the of the center for anxiety, which is amygdala, and the uh, above that is the hippocampus. When you breathe in and out, and it's really just breathe in four times, you hold it up, and then exhale four times, and then hold. 
that effect also some kind of a massages the vagus nerve, which is the uh, the supply of the sympathetic nervous, the nerve supply of the nervous system, of the sympathetic, uh, the autonomic nervous system. So when uh, it helps anxiety, because number one, when you're breathing in and out or doing meditation, the blood supply going to the amygdala, which is a center for anxiety, anger, depression, is decreased. So eventually the amygdala decreases in size. And that's been seen with a functional MRI where they follow those people with anxiety and they see that the size of the amygdala decreases. So there's no control for anxiety. So you'll be less anxious. And then in turn, it increases the, the volume of the hippocampus and makes you happy more. And you have more positive thoughts. You have more compassion. Um, you become more kind for some reason. For example, in my work, you know, when nurses call and please, you, <laughs> you, you react right away. You become less reactive and more mindful about what you do. You don't uh, just like reflexly uh, scream at people. Well, you don't want that, no? <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, uh, yes. There were actually a lot of things that I kind of felt a bit called out with, like when you were mentioning, like when you're up at 2 a.m., super stressed out, especially because like for us, it's midterms. And I was like, wait, 2 a.m. being stressed out? That's me working on my papers right now. So like, this is such an eye-opener for me, and I'm going to definitely need to learn how to meditate so on that note how do we know that we're properly meditating or properly clearing our heads or we're properly relaxed if that's the right term yeah there is such thing so i i pick up a term and they it's used in literature called monkey minds you know the monkey always jumps uh jumps to uh, different trees that's the same as a mind the, the the mind process the thought process where you're always your thought process like for example you are uh, driving and then suddenly it intrudes in your thought, oh, I could have done this. Oh, he said something like this. Uh, 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 I know he, he, he really, he's really mad at me. But when you are doing meditation, uh, relax, relaxation, uh, there's, such thing as ment- uh, there's two things in, men- in meditation. The guided breathing, where you breathe in and out, and the mental focus. For example, the, the Buddhist monks, sometimes they, they use meditation by just looking at the candlelight. When you breathe in and out, and then you focus the candlelight. A lot of uh, Christian meditators use the image of Christ. Uh, there's such thing also as meditative rosary, which uh, John Paul II actually uh, promoted. So in essence, you just think about that. And then when, the, when something intrudes in your thoughts, you just have to... Mindfully, see, mindful, mindfulness. You have to mindfully re- reboot your, your, reorient your thoughts again to that. And that mm-hmm. goes, and you see that a lot. When I, when I was in medical school, I hate it when I am studying and then another thought comes in and then you dwell on that. Well, you can control over your, of your mind and just put it back. And the best thing to do is just to breathe in and out and then go back again to what thoughts. And I promote Christian meditation mm-hmm. because the Eastern meditation, like yoga or Reiki, uh, as promoted by uh, by, uh, by Father, uh, Father Gallego, an exorcist uh, in Rome, 
mentioned in his uh, article in CNA that these Eastern meditation type, the yoga, uh, Reiki, could be portals of entry for, for the devil. Because okay. uh, in contrast to the Christian meditation, you're focusing on Christ, you're depending on Christ, you're humble, you're submitting to Christ. You say um, a, a good uh, example would be when you're meditating, uh, you first just thank you, um, thank you for your breathing, and then you listen to your breathing, thank you for your uh, heart that's working, and then you listen to your heartbeat, thank you for your, uh, that you're able to eat, you are able to swallow all the systems of your body, there's 12 systems, you thank that, and believe it or not, 30 minutes would not be enough to say thank you to, to the Lord who created you. Mm-hmm. So, in contrast to the yoga or the Reiki, allow me to, to talk about this, is that um, this type of meditation talks about how good you are, feeling good about yourself, self, self, self. It's self-centered. But what is self-centeredness? It's pride. And who loves pride? It's him, our enemy. So when you invite those enemies, this becomes portal of entries, and they... Uh, and actually, one patient who just uh, uh, shared with me her experience about Reiki is that she uh, she experienced this power of being able to to there's warmth in her body when she was she was given the Reiki treatment, but then eventually she got ill, and it, it's it was so devastating to her, and she went to spiritual uh, direction and uh, said that uh, this is not the the proper way to do to do meditation. Another thing about the new wave of meditation is that they always say, empty your mind. Well, you don't empty your mind because guess who can empty and uh, enter into your mind? You know who. So you don't want that. Always infuse your mind when you meditate with Jesus. He's actually in the background looking at me. (laughs) So so you uh, you infuse your mind with some good thoughts. For example, uh, there is such thing as Lectio Divina, where you actually focus on the scene of the gospel. You breathe in and out. And I love the the parable of Zacchaeus because I'm a little boy. And uh, I've seen the the tree, supposedly, that the Zacchaeus... uh, uh, climbed in Jericho. I, I imagine that, and I put myself in the scene of the gospel, and I try to look into the crowd and say, I want to be with you, Jesus. The favorite uh, uh, scene that I like, and I tell my patients, is the agony of the garden. Remember, in, in the agony of the garden, it's only Jesus. His friends neglected him, abandoned him. They were sleeping. And at that moment, you think about that. You go near to Jesus and say, Jesus, we're, I would like to spend time with you. And start with thanking him. Thank you for actually letting me be with you. Because he does, he, he invites you. Remember, he said, uh, it's not you. It's actually him inviting you. And then you you tell him about, uh, sorry, about the many things, about distracting you, yourself, with mm-hmm. sin and hurting other people, especially those who are vulnerable. And who's vulnerable? The people around you, uh, the husband, the wife, the, the, the siblings, you scream at right away, instantly, or your friends. So, and then you ask him in terms of, uh, uh, ask him to, to, to lo- ha- give me the, the moment or give me the, the, the enthusiasm to love you more and more before you even ask for material things. Because believe me, he would say, if you just go near me, I don't even have to think about what your material needs are. I will provide it to you. 
those moments with that 10 minutes of uh, meditation, I divide into three from uh, thanksgiving, uh, thanksgiving, pardon, and uh, asking for a petition. That is very therapeutic for patients. And I've seen that a lot in my patients. There was one patient that I had. Uh, he said, uh, doctor, I have, no, I have not slept for 10 days. And I came into the mm -hmm. service and said, let's just do bedside meditation. And I just did the same. I made him do the exercise of breathing first uh, for a few minutes. And then um, I asked him, I, uh, I told him, I, I guided him and say thank you first and ask pardon and ask for petition. Tears flowed out in his eyes. And he was so happy after that moment. The following day, I made rounds again. This patient said, you know, doctor, I've, it, it's been the first time that I actually slept. So that's wow. an example of therapy. And actually, it makes a big difference in terms of how you do it. And uh, so I can share to you my technique. Uh, first thing in the morning about this time, yes, had I not been with, with you, Sorry. I always do the... <laughs> <laughs> Mr. C always asking, what, what are you doing? You wake up early. So yeah, yeah this is my time to, to do meditation. So I just do the... Uh, 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 meditative rosary and I like the uh, the sorrowful mystery. Uh, why why? Because uh, there's a lot of things that you can you can relate to. Um, remember that's the the core of his e existence to suffer, and so you try to suffer with him in the early first thing in the morning, and you talk to him, and then at three o'clock in the afternoon I do the divine, the chaplet of divine mercy and just do the same routine of breathing. And then when I do the, uh, the, the, the five decades during the Chaplet of the Divine Mercy, I think about the different stations of the, of the sorrowful mystery. And so my, my day is over. And then I go home, I go exercise. And uh, believe me, exercise also helps with, with your mind, with anxiety. You talked about that. Because uh, briefly, I can tell you that when you exercise, there's so many uh, 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 neurotransmitters also increase, like the serotonin, for example. And the BDNF, or brain-derived naturalistic factor, it helps make you relax just subjectively. But objectively, there's something happening in your brain, actually. And that also it decreases your, uh, increases your heart rate variability. That's why all these things together, fasting, meditation, and exercise, these are the recipe of anti-aging. Mm -hmm. Because stress is always around us. So then, unfortunately, you know, I was I was watching the uh, Chopin piano competition, and the the uh, the pianists were asked, "What do you do during uh, the break for the competitions?" Uh, oh, they sleep. Said, so, "Good, it's good to sleep. You have to sleep uh, at least more than seven hours in your twenty-four hour day cycle." Uh, Maxime was just saying uh, two o'clock in the morning. I said, "Please insert seven hours of sleep because <laughs> that's very important." <laughs> I have to. <laughs> yeah. Actually, when you said Lecture Divina, it reminded me of high school because I remember when we were in high school, we were required to do Lecture Divinas. Like, wow, what school is this, Maxine? This is, I'll tell you off. I'll tell you off. <laughs> okay. We were required to do it. We were required to write that. Like, we were required to write down our thought processes for grading, though. But it was. Like, it was one of the assignments that I actually more of enjoyed doing because, like you mentioned, like, you kind of put yourself, like, in the position of a character who was mm -hmm. in the scene, like, who was in that mm -hmm. typical scene. And for me, like, I always enjoyed that because it was, like, it wasn't just therapeutic, it was also a bit creative because 
you're thinking like, oh, what would happen if I were to put myself in this position? And somehow that made the feelings come out easier. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Doctor was mentioning um, many parts about meditation and I can't help but uh, relate it to Ignatian spirituality. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, because um, doc, a lot of it... Um, we do actually when we have um say for example retreats um you mentioned um different at different parts of your day where you thank the lord and then um other parts of it um um there's uh something i've called as examine for the uh jesuits wherein mm-hmm. um at the end of the day uh they they do that um the, the examine and then a big part of it also is mindfulness i remember attending uh retreats wherein we start out with um being mindful of um how we're breathing um yes. and you know things like that no max yeah. um yes. i'm pretty sure yes we had to do that also like every year mine actually is scheduled for the next for the next month so i'm glad we're talking about this now but we have to be mindful of like our breathing first and then i think the things around us next mm-hmm. yeah yeah so basically what uh, so it's really not really uh, we have to demystify meditation and i was really about uh, i i got so uh, distracted with i, I want to post a video about how to meditate and all these things especially in tiktok because there's there's a yes, lot of tiktokers that really should. needs to relax but you mentioned about the Ign- saint ignatius de Loyola. i i really love that this this saint and especially the movie that was scored by mr c um if you have not watched the movie pay attention to the music uh, it's it's really it's really captured the the life of uh, saint ignatius of loyola but when you go to barcelona for example in spain there is a spot in a, a Montserrat where he actually spent overnight praying. And I think he fasted that day. And he, that was his inspiration of doing, of, of forming St. Ignatius. Correct me, the Jesuits, if I'm wrong. And then there's a Manresa cave. You go down uh, from Montserrat, go to Manresa cave. And that's where he actually composed the Ignatian uh, retreat, uh, the Ignatian uh, spirituality if i'm not mistaken so ignatius the saints love it and we talk about uh, the effect of meditation on the soul i quote two i uh, two saints that i love saint Teresa of avila of spain when i go to madrid i always swing by avila because i love her well saint Teresa of avila was saying yes she's very bold she's she's spanish she said um if you don't meditate if you just keep on doing oral prayer or vocal prayer or just reading and not meditate, and I'm talking about meditation the way we're talking about, he said, you don't really need to invite the devil to bring you to hell. Being on Radio Katipunan reminds me of this one amazing app that allows people to make their own podcasts like a breeze. There's no need for complicated recording or editing software and other tricky technicalities when you have Anchor, an app where you can create and even publish your own podcasts. So download Anchor for free in the Apple App Store, Google Play Store, or even from the website itself, www.anchor.fm, to experience a hassle-free podcast-making experience. You are bringing yourself to hell. And St. Uh, Alfonso Ligori, another saint, said boldly, saying that in his experience, uh, those souls 
who seek spiritual direction and who just keeps on doing vocal prayers and do not meditate, they sin more. They have the propensity to sin and sin. Mm -hmm. And those who meditate have the propensity not to sin. So when you meditate, actually, you, you bring closer yourself to God because you, you think about this. He's your friend. You become more intimate in terms of relationship to him, to, to Jesus, and not just talking, chit, chat, chit. Okay. My, my, my kids call it ch uh, charla, cha charla. My mama is doing char cha uh, charlatan <laughs> in Spain. They love that. They, they, they like to, to talk in the streets. But um, the, uh, these two saints basically said that uh, you really have to meditate and not just do vocal prayers. Uh, and there's a, a, a thin divide between contemplation from meditation. Contemplation becomes a... Uh, a, a gift that you're when you're meditating, you contemplate and you become face to you see face to face to Jesus. And then there's this ecstasy that you can be very scared because you are, are, are going up in, in the uh, where you go, you levitate. And you see this with a saint, Saint Teresa of Avila, they go into ecstasy. But you start with meditation and you don't really have to, to reach out to that because you don't, it's a gift. Contemplation and, and ecstasy is a gift. And we mortals, the sinners here, me, no, I don't know about you, because I, Lester is, it looks like a, a very good saint, <laughs> and Maxine. <laughs> so uh, the uh, start with meditation. I think uh, that's how the soul gets healed, um, and the body also gets healed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Lester. I, I, I think... Um... Uh, I need to meditate some more, Doc. <laughs> but um, you Me mentioned too. earlier about um, fasting. Um, I'm curious, Doc, how does fasting promote anti-aging? Oh, yes. Uh, thanks for, for mentioning that. Fasting, actually, there is a good study by Dr. Longo. Um, when you fast, your stem cells actually get reactivated. You have stem cells in itself in your body. In uh, regenerative medicine, the new wave of medicine, we capture the, uh, uh, the stem cells from uh, the uh, bone marrow or from the umbilicus or from the embryo. But you have your stem cells when you, uh, it's a long process of discussion, but suffice to say, when you, when you fast, at least, for example, uh, intermittent fasting, it has a beneficial effect on the stem cells. Now, there's a good study, actually, that they, they have said that the, for diabetics, when you're a diabetic, what happens is the pancreas that produces insulin decreases in size. And you need to stimulate the pancreatic cells to produce the insulin. So, but when you fast, they have found out that they measure the size of the pancreas for those uh, from uh, when they, when they uh, before and after the fasting, uh, long longitudinal fasting, they found out that the pancreas actually increases in size. And that's because the stem cells in the pancreas allows or promotes the, the growth of the pancreas, of the pancreatic cells. So that's just one example. So imagine you're, 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 um, when you fast, a lot of different things. Stem cell, actually, uh, when you put a stem cell near a, uh, a hard surface, that stem cell will become a, a bone. When you put a stem cell near a cartilage, that cart the, the stem cell grows and divides to become a, a cartilage. Or when you put it in a heart muscle, that becomes a heart muscle. 
So all these things can happen when you're doing uh, uh, fasting. And that, it doesn't really matter on how much uh, fasting you do. I mean, Jesus fasted for 40 days. Um, a lot of these nuns fast. And um, there's a good study that was actually published. It got the attention of the media a long time ago from the Sisters of Moncato. And uh, why they, the question, why are these nuns so happy and still and live, uh, living longer? Well, they identified many different things, prayer, fasting, exercise. And of course, they forgot about meditation. But when you go to anti-aging conferences, there's meditation, fasting, exercise. They go hand in hand. And of course, sleep. <laughs> so you have to sleep. Here we go okay. again with the sleep reminder. I'm getting, getting self-conscious. Yeah, exactly. Like after 10 p.m. tonight, I'm going to start feeling guilty. <laughs> anyway, um, on the topic of anti-aging, is there such a thing as getting into it too early? Like when should we start being concerned about anti-aging? Oh, God. So in general rule, aging process actually starts at the age of just before 30. Objectively, why did I say that? Because we know for the fact that at the about age of 30, you're actually peaking the hormonal uh, capacity. Your growth hormone peaks, your, uh, your reproductive hormone is also peaking. Uh, and then there's no uh, point, there's a point of no return. It just continuously declines. That's why, especially the growth hormone, for example, that's really needed in your, um, not only just for growth, but also for the functions of the, of the whole system. The, um, there's a, a decline, especially testosterone for men, for example. Testosterone starts to decline when you're age 30, and it declines rapidly when you're stressed, when you eat bad food, processed food, for example, and especially in high in sugar. Um, if you notice that if... Um, your testosterone goes down for every a gram of sugar that you take. So the um, aging should be considered early on at, at early age. I would say 30 uh, past 25. And that's the time when actually aging process accelerates because what are we doing? We're not sleeping. We're eating uh, processed food. We're, we're eating so unhealthy food. Um, we forget about that's a time when we forget about the Lord and, uh, and and stop meditating and stuff and just just forget about things and just living life, but that accelerates aging at that point, and you can if you measure that the the growth hormone your testosterone your blood sugar at that time, and longitudinally follow that, that actually will be objectified. You can see that, and I would encourage people to use um, a a device that would measure the heart rate variability or HRV. You see that in your app, in your, in your iPhone or many things. So it can be objectified. Yes. So doctor, in terms of skincare, um, yeah. since we're talking about anti-aging, can you tell us how it connects to anti-aging and what can we do about it uh, with regards to the topic that we have for talking about meditation and um, fasting and all that good stuff. And anti-aging. Um, mm -hmm. what, can, what can we do to um, take care of our skin um, mm -hmm. and um, use these tools, uh, uh, fasting and meditation? Yeah, first you go to Cadenza Medical Wellness in Valparaiso or online. <laughs> Make an appointment, <laughs> just joking. <laughs> so the, uh, what, what it is, is uh, 
in that study of Dr. Longo, actually, they, they mentioned about uh, the fasting mimicking diet. Mm -hmm. They noticed, and I actually noticed that when I was doing fasting for five days, uh, taking only at about less than 600 calories, uh, but you have to hydrate. The key here is hydration. The, the key of uh, living is not really calories. It's the micronutrients. It's actually the, the hydration. You can live without, without food or calories for, for a few days. And you see that in the hospital. But when you fast, the same as the stem cell you're talking about, the key in the skincare is collagen and melanocytes. So collagen, unfortunately, declines together with the hormone as you age, so that when you when you when you lose when you uh, when the skin has uh, decreases in the content of the collagen, that's when the skin becomes uh, saggy, uh, the the pores enlarges, the uh, you see fine wrinkles, but there's there are two cells that produces this collagen called uh, the fibroblast and the keratinocytes. So there are many different things that you can do uh, with uh, anti-aging. First would be to avoid excessive sunlight because sun uh, oxidizes your skin. Uh, it, it's the most potent aging. Uh, you put a, uh, uh, a tin can outside or avocado, for example, you, 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 you cut the avocado, uh, it will become uh, dark. That's a process of oxidation that you're talking about. And guess what? you can do to prevent the, the avocado or, the, or the, the vegetables to prevent it from getting uh, dark. You put lemon. Now, what is lemon? It's vitamin C. Now we talk about vitamin C, which is a super antioxidant. So vitamin C, both you take in and also vitamin C serum, which I actually am going to launch a product that will uh, promote that. Vitamin C is an antioxidant that prevents aging of the skin. Uh, collagen, there's so many procedures you can do, like microneedling with a platelet-rich plasma. Um, when you come to Cadenza, I'll give you one. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's really, it's, it's, a, it's a very good procedure. I love it. I do it myself uh, quite regularly. And then there's the, the hyaluronic acid. It's the moisturizing effects of the skin that really matters. So if you notice, if you uh, notice closely, the measure of the uh, good moisturize, moisturizer is EWL, mm -hmm. or um, environmental water loss. So when you, when you bathe yourself, dab your skin, you want your water to retain in your skin to make it naturally looking like luminous. Well, hyaluronic acid is actually uh, is one of those that helps you retain that water. And of course, the serum vitamin C, which makes your skin look uh, luminous and glossy. Um, the, these two actually is, are the two main uh, ingredients that I put in my, in my serum for, uh, for skincare. Now we talk about uh, aging. So when you age, when you, when you expose yourself to sun, you have these pigments, or we call it in, in uh, mancha. In Spain, we call this mancha, or literally mancha, stain in your skin. Those are uh, glycated products from, as, a, uh, as a reaction to, to aging from the oxidation from the sun. That's why when you when you expose yourself to the sun, you see these anti uh, these pigments. Well, what you need to do is to decrease by either chemically to reduce the the amount of pigments, like uh, retinol, for example, or microneedling with with uh, PRP. Um, those are the the key factors of skincare: moisturizing and decreases the pigment. 
um, and the promotion of collagen. Unfortunately, a lot of these uh, cosmetic products that you apply in your skin honestly only gets absorbed by 6%. Mm-hmm. So um, procedures like uh, these microneedling really helps because you're doing, you're promoting the, the uh, production of collagen from your skin. And then immediately, actually, the day after, you can see that your pores actually decrease in size and the fine wrinkles also becomes, uh, is diminished. So um, there are things that you can use also. Uh, fasting can help that. Uh, meditation, of course, you have less, uh, less wrinkles. And um, um, those uh, c- vitamin C serum, hyaluronic acid, and uh, uh, those things that I mentioned a while ago. I think Doc Max can um, really relate to that because she has a skincare routine um, every night, right, Max? Wow, Sir Lester, thank you for <laughs> exposing. Actually, hyaluronic acid is part of my daily skincare routine. So good job. When I heard you say it, I was like, oh yes, I'm on the right track. Yeah. To add to our skincare routine, before our last question, can you tell us a little more about your product that's about to launch that you just mentioned? Oh yes, uh, it's uh, it's going to be a mixture of uh, I I suggested this to the lab. It's based on hyaluronic acid, uh, vitamin C serum, which is a high a potent, and also there's a ceramide for moisturizing, and also uh, peptides. Peptides are, are a very good uh, innovation that has really uh, been becoming more popular in skincare. And uh, think about this also uh, the stress of the skin. It's called the uh, especially with the Asians. It's a hyperpigmentation, uh, hyperpigmentation of uh, stress of uh, what do you call this? Oh, I forgot the the, the term. Uh, so in essence, Asians are more prone to hyperpigmentation when when your skin is stressed. For example, when you have scars there, or you, or you put stress on your skin, like uh, infection or uh, anything, chemicals. Uh, be careful with that because that really uh, affects the Asians, especially. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is something I want to leave with the audience. But since we're all very stressed out right now, and as I said, we're hardly getting sleep, what are tips to not lose focus? And this is for both meditation and I think in our daily tasks in general. How can we keep focused? So in essence, really, the ship always gets focused with an anchor, and an anchor would have to be somebody who's strong. And I really have no other uh, thought of, of making yourself focused, but to Christ. You have to, if your life is, is Christ-centered, everything will just follow. Um, everything that Christ likes, fasting, meditation, it will just go back again to, to being focused. Uh, when, you, when you go back again to, to his path, uh, your life becomes more harmonious. If you go to the tonal harmony, there's always this tonic, and there's this leading note that goes with tonic, and there's this subdominant and dominant goes there. There, it, There's always home, and home is always heaven. If we focus to heaven, I guess, we cannot really think about something else, but we, we might get distracted along the way with studies, with uh, uh, a clamor for fame or wealth. But all those things... In essence, uh, the, the great people there, they will tell us back again, happiness is going to heaven. And the focus, I guess, would be that, if I have to say. Nice. So 
we learned a lot today. Thank you so much. It's almost six o'clock and we don't want to take away any more time from your morning. <laughs> but before we thank you properly, is there anything else you'd like to tell our audience? Well, uh, you know, COVID is almost um, ending, thank God. And um, I think it would have been nice if uh, it was the opportunity for us to go back and, uh, and just really relax and it, wasn't, it should have been an opportunity for us to, to just recollect. And thank God, like for now, you know, we, we've lost so many people around. And it's so, it's so pathetic to say, uh, we, uh, my friend uh, says that uh, in the Philippines, we just exchange condolences. Yeah. But uh, I think it's about time that we, we just say, thank you. I'm still alive. Thank you for the, for the blessings and all those good stuff. Um, uh, it was a very stressful moment, actually. In the, especially in the hospital, especially during those first few months. Um, but um, we're still, still talking. It was great uh, meeting Maxine finally and uh, Lester. So that's um, all I have to say. <laughs> it was great to meet you as well. But in terms of COVID here, I think we still have a long way to go since our numbers are still up. So now more than ever, we really need the prayers. We really mm -hmm. need to meditate and we really need to be careful. Bef yeah. Before we thank you properly and before we say goodbye to everyone in the audience and to our guests, please allow me to thank a few people first. So thank you to James and Sir Justin for both handling the broadcast today. Thank you once again to our audience for joining us today and we look forward to seeing you all next week. So please join us on our next episode on November 3 where we will be catching up with award-winning and best-selling international author, Miss Dawn Lanuza. Now, don't miss out. Please follow us on Instagram at newwave.rk to stay updated. Catch the replay of this episode on Radio Katipunan 87.9 FM's Facebook page, YouTube, and Twitter Live, all of which go by at Radio Katipunan. Don't forget that we are now streaming via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. So if you want to see this again, if you want to listen to it again, since I'm sure there were a lot of tips to pick up, please do on those new platforms. But most of all, thank you to our amazing and knowledgeable guest, Dr. Raul Enad, for spending your morning with us for us this afternoon. Thank you, Doctor. Oh, God, it's a delight. I would like to come back again if you get invited me. Yes, <laughs> of, of course. course. I think sure. there's still so much more to tackle, especially when your product comes out. I'm so curious about that. And I want to know more skincare tips since like that's one of our favorite things <laughs> no to worries, talk Maxine. about. You'll be the first one to get one. <laughs> Yay! We wish you the we Of wish course, you the Lester. <laughs> so Lester. Thank you, Doc. So Lester, we'll have something now for our nighttime skincare routine. So we'll I'll check on you, Lester, eh? Sige, <laughs> bale. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. So once again, this has been your midweek gang who's always ready to hang. I'm Max. And I'm Lester. This has been New Wave and... We'll, we'll see you see again you next, next week. week. Thank you, Sir Lester, for being my co-host today. Bye. Bye.